Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Yo, yo, Boozer Nation. Welcome to session 59 of Blockchain Booze. Looks like I went a little bit blurry white right there. Hold on. Here we go. We'll fix it later. Anyways, put on some glasses to sharpen your focus while we have some technical difficulties. Guys, we were supposed to have Gary V on tonight. Quick disclaimer, uh, but it didn't happen. Gary V is doing his V Friends launch uh, and we had to postpone. So while we reschedule, we got a really last minute type of uh, surprise show for you guys planned. And uh, I'm really excited because I love hanging with these guys. Um, and let, let me just, let me just bring them on really quick. Uh, so we got Alon, we got Joe from Lunar Crush, and we got John from Lunar Crush. Guys, you rock. Uh, and because you, you came in clutch last minute, because Gary literally canceled like an hour before, uh, and I wish him all the all the best of luck on his launch because it looks really really dope. Uh, we're de- we're dedicating this session to Lunar Crush. <laughs> this this and I and I got I got to flash it a bit, okay? So it gets people's attention. This session is solely dedicated to the guys at Lunar Crush and the team of Lunar Crush. Uh, and I appreciate you guys being on. Cheers. This one's for you. Cheers, Adam. Cheers. And, I, and I know you're trying to be nice and say, you know, you just found the people that had nothing going on, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm glad we you asked like a hundred people. They all said no, and then you guys said yes. Thank you. Is it cool if I keep working while we're talking? Yeah, man. Take a call. Do your thing. Video call. I might ask you to repeat your question a few times. It's okay. <laughs> it's perfect. First of all, how, how are you guys feeling? I feel great. Yeah. yeah. Joe, I know you had a long day. You had back-to-back sessions. No. Yep. We're going on thir- third podcast slash live stream of the day, and I got one more right after this. So it's fired up in between a lot of product product stuff. We're working on a lot of fun things over Lunar Crush that we're going to be announcing Mm -hmm. in the future here a little bit, not too far in the future though. So we we might get some alpha leak on, uh, on on blockchain and booze. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Alon already knows everything. So he he can say whatever he wants. Oh, Oh, no. I I don't know about knowing everything. See the way my, my, my path to knowing everything, is knowing the right people. And uh, both John and Joe will know that I probably text them 18 times a day on average. So that's that's my, um, it's not about actually knowing everything, it's having access to the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Philosophical. But, Gandhi, but, but, like, is the new Gandhi. Week, but like, okay, so wait, just, just going into this week and getting into crypto stuff and then by the way, anybody who's watching, um, I'm also watching, and I know Adam's watching the chat on uh, on Remo. So if you're joining yeah. live, Adam, where do people go? Uh, oh, meet.blockchainandbooze.io. Yeah, go there or be square. With all the people who are networking, I'm watching that. So um, if you, uh, you know, I'm watching the chat, but also if you have any questions, we're gonna turn this into like a crypto AMA Q, QA session kind of thing. But this week was crazy, and we, we were in the chat and all of the Dogecoin stuff, and like, well, Dogecoin's been going on for a little while now. But this week, I mean, it was very, very predictable with leading, like we know in the crypto space, we've been around long enough, every time everyone in the community is like, on this day, everything is going to be blow up, basically means on this day, in this moment, everything is going to dump, right? For anyone who, who knows better. But I was surprised, honestly, that uh, Doge didn't dump way harder on Saturday night. Um, you know, you guys view the insights, you have all the data. What, what, what do you have to say about that? I, I want to just say that, like, we've never seen what we're going through right now um, to start. I mean, when I, what I mean by that is that we've never seen, you know, I, I, I keep saying it on, on some of these Twitter rooms and this and that, but uh, I think we're actually witnessing the first brand that we've ever seen born in crypto. And I, I you might say Bitcoin and this and that, but I think I, I equate Bitcoin to being a religion. Um, I think you can probably throw Ethereum into that as well. It, it qualifies on so many levels, but 
we're we're seeing for the first time something that you know there's there's Pupweiser, Budweiser's getting involved. You're seeing Slim Jim getting involved. You're seeing the Oakland A's getting involved. You're seeing the Mavericks. You're seeing billionaires. You're seeing Dogecoin being put on the moon itself. Um, these are things that if you you know worked in marketing and advertising for for decades and. These are the things you dream of as a strategist. These are the dreams you dream of, the things you, you, you hope happen someday if your brand takes off. And I think the, the interesting thing about that is that when you have that brand, you can do anything with it. If you have no brand, you're handcuffed because it's really, really hard to build a community, to build a brand. Um, you can build utility, you can build things in. Um, but I would argue like how many crypto projects have had, have built sustainable brands. Very, very few have even know what a brand is. I'm being honest. When I see that tickers have, how many tickers are the same ticker as another coin? How many coins have the same name that's interchangeable with another thing, but it has a lot of utility and no one's there. So let's talk about these brands for a minute because Doge's brand is pumped by the richest man in the world. That is, uh, everyone fangirls over it, right? So if you have an icon like that pushing a, a shit coin or whatever you want to call it, you're obviously going to get a lot of traction. In addition to that, you have all these TikTok analysts pushing minute clips on saying how this is going to hit the moon and basically pushing and pumping these questionable tokens that are actually being shilled and dumped on retail investors, right? And random people that don't understand. I was at dinner on Saturday uh, with friends and I'm in New York and a family friend took me out to dinner. She brought her friends and... Dude, the whole entire dinner, that friend was literally on her phone on Trust Wallet trying to swap for what's that? What's that new Dogecoin? Um, Shiba. Shiba. Shiba and all the other shit coins. She was literally at the dinner table, not even paying attention to anyone, swapping, trying to make exchange trades, whatever. And she got into Doge very early on, and she's like a gambler now when it comes to uh, Adam, tell me how it feels <laughs> to be a single young man having to compete with Dogecoin for attention. Dude. It fucks with my ego. Great question. <laughs> it's 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 sad, man. It's sad. I, I think at this point I just gotta dress like a dog and walk around New York <laughs> City and, and just make it happen. But point being, when you're talking about brands, like this is a conversation we had in our group chat that a lot of these crypto companies, DeFi companies, don't know how to market themselves to the mass media. And then here you have these like pumponomics of of of, of shills and excitement going on on TikTok. But I don't know if that's the right approach to be branding a cryptocurrency, right? Because you're promising short-term gains. So how can you actually utilize like that strategy of getting awareness and getting attention, but for a much more like better cause, right? For more of a long-term vision. Have you guys seen anything like that kind of a, a approach and, and people experiment on that, on that realm? Like what's the closest thing of a legit project that got the same attention as Doge? I don't, I don't think any. And I, I think you need to put a disclaimer like over there that like, the disappointment when they think they're going to see Gary Vee and then they see John and I, you know, have to, um, I can, like I said, if you want me to just go straight into impersonation of Gary Vee for the next half hour, I'll fire it up. 3 Dude. million to 60 million wine library TV, Dude. Do the little thing, get off your ass. I can do that. Um, but no, back to the brand question. I mean, I don't think like John said, we've never seen anything like this. And yes, I think I much rather would have had this, revolution of doge be like on the decks versus robin hood um and people understanding what addresses are and you know could they do something else with that liquidity or with their with their holdings and stake and liquidity and understanding the ecosystem of what crypto is and, and understanding that it's really you know the disruption of the you know the double spend problem is a disruption of everything and ever the tokenization of everything but at the same time you know it's an entry point for people Right. And, and sometimes, you know, the entry point needs to be excitement. Right. I don't think you're going to get as, as many people globally excited. It was like, hey, go learn Solidity and create this platform to do this, this and whatever. And that's going to be five years of work and you're going to get no, nothing for it until the fifth year. And but I think, you know, getting getting people and, and like if we get one to two percent of those people to go build something, you know, because of this, I think that's that's like kind of the the silver lining of everything. But at the same time, it's, it's, you know, Bitcoin at one point was the most centralized token on the planet. It was one or two or whatever people and no one knew what it was. And, um, you know, I think, I think Doge is kind of this training moment. Like I think we were talking about before where 
it's kind of what like Pokemon Go did for for AR and people realize like, oh, I can hold my phone up and there's things in, in the real world. And now people are thinking, you know, oh, wow, I can invest in this thing and I can kind of like you're saying, like I can move it in trust wallet to here to here and I can do some other stuff with it. And maybe those people find some sort of like DeFi protocol to, to plant their coins and they make some money. So I think they're silver lining to it. Yeah, I think I think like thinking about it, I think best case scenario, Dogecoin becomes some kind of actual thing and people use it and it's like a, a long-term whatever it, it, it is. But worst case scenario, I think, uh, you know, I think it sort of becomes like what we, I, know, I mean, I said this kind of stuff about Bitcoin in 2017, 2018 craziness before, before the crash. And I said it a little bit before Dogecoin. Now, there's a certain percentage of people, uh, I mean, a lot of the people who come because of uh, uh, expectation of profits, they come because they see it in the news, it, there's all this hype and whatever. Dogecoin took that to a whole new level. And a certain percentage of people that come because of the hype, like you said, end up staying and end up participating. And, and I always talked about it back in the day, like, like, uh, like we would talk about as teenagers about punk bands. Like everyone would hate on the people who are into Blink-182 because they were like the posers and the bullshit. And like, that's not like a school <laughs> band. Like, like Green Day sold out. They're like, now that they're cool, it's not cool to like them anymore, right? Like, and you would talk shit about those people, except for a certain percentage of the people who came for the dumb bands and came for the bad reasons. Um, and, and I feel bad saying it about those bands because now as an, a real adult, I, I think of them as kind of cool. Um, but like a certain percentage of people end up doing the research, learning about the, the cool stuff and becoming a part of the community that, that we really love, right? And just like in 2017, 18, the same people, there were so many looky-loos and people who came because of Lambos. And it was the same people who would, you know, all of a sudden be launching a cannabis company because like that was the cool hip thing to do. But all those people, all of the fly-by-night goofballs go away eventually because it loses its shine, it loses its luster. And then all of a sudden the people who are left over are the diehards, the nerds, the hardcore people who are here because they feel like they have no choice but to be here. And if there's another bear cycle eventually, right, that, that's who will stick around. And that's, that's the exciting part. But think about when we met each other, right? We met each other around the time of, of the crazy hype and all that stuff. But we collectively were all part of the crew who stayed when shit hit the fan, when stuff wasn't good and, you know, I know that me and Joseph and, and a lot of you guys uh, decided to stay in this industry, even though there's two plus years of zero paychecks, right? Like we did it because we wanted to, because we felt this, this need and now it's coming back. Same shit will happen with Doge. A lot of people will lose their shirt, but a certain percentage of people will, will be here for the long term. Dude, I know just as many people. So I got in late 2017, around the time when Bitcoin hit 20K, and it caught my attention. Like, how is a publicly traded asset trading in, in the thousands range, right? I was shocked. So a lot of that, remember that hype cycle? That was very scary, right? We had the ICO bubble, and then we had that whole winter for about for about two years. But it was because of that bull run that I joined, and I, and I committed, and I stayed because I was interested. And I know just as many people who were committed and left because of it afterwards. And I think, like you said, every new bull run, you have the introduction of new people, new developers, new community people, uh, individuals that otherwise wouldn't have been necessarily involved and in, in interested in crypto now being recognized or their attention is getting captured because they're seeing these assets being publicly traded for crazy numbers, people making insane amounts of money, uh, NFTs, buzzwords, et cetera, et cetera, gets a lot of people's attention. Uh, and I think that's like, that's it's it, it's good that all this stuff is happening. It's bad to an extent, but I think it's part of these cycles. I, I want to just like objectively state why we were saying earlier why we've never seen this before. That's not our opinion. Um, this is something that I mean we track this all the time, and we're looking at our data all the time. And and to throw that out, I say that because you know, like go back like a month. We were seeing these kinds of daily, like, hey, look, Dogecoin, Dogecoin has more, you know, activity than Binance Chain. Hey, wait, look, Dogecoin has more activity than Ethereum. Hey, look, for the last hour, Dogecoin has more activity than Bitcoin for the last hour. That's crazy. Hey, wait, now it's the whole day. And now when I look at it over the last week, Dogecoin had uh, 30 to 40% more social mentions than Bitcoin. Crazy. 
and, and it had more people, more individuals talking about it. And a huge chunk of those individuals, and I know this because I've, I've been on, I don't know, eight hours of Twitter uh, rooms over the last week. These people, it's the first thing they've invested in. We always, we yeah. always had the narrative of they're going to come in Bitcoin first and then they might discover Ethereum and then DeFi. Or maybe they'll even come DeFi first in the future. Or like gains. Dogecoin first. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's the gateway drug and um, it's, it's working. And um, it's, it's more social volume than we've seen. And, and now we're saying like, you know, it's not only above Bitcoin a little bit, it's above Bitcoin a lot right now. And, and that success will breed, I, I'm saying it again, the Got word it. breed with dogs and all that. It'll breed, breed other dog coins. And we're seeing that happen too. <laughs> and we saw the rise of Shiba Inu token over the last, the coin over the last week. And now it's up, I think, 1200% this week. We saw it last week. Why? Because the community was talking about it a lot last week. So yeah. Um, yeah. It, Safe Moon, uh, Elongate. Uh, we're seeing all of these things creep up. You can hate them. Not saying that they solve the world's problems. Um, maybe they will someday. Don't know. But they're they're certainly out there. Um, and whether or not it's or it's organic or there's movements behind it, that's another just another topic. Um, but well, there's a lot going well, on. Yeah. Well, the thing, it's crazy. Like um, I did the the last media thing that I did. I, I Every time I do a media thing, I text you guys and ask for insights so I look smarter when I do it. And I uh, happened to be on the phone with David Blesnack. He's the founder of Total, right? Like the first decentralized exchange aggregator. He basically created that category. And I asked him, I said, like, he challenged me. He said, like, I don't remember what he did. He, like, dared me or he bet me five bucks i wouldn't say memes are money on tv or something and then i said it but like ever since he challenged me to say that more and more i i actually believe it right like it's it's actually true because as much as people you know as goofy as we can be about doge or anything or or even a bitcoin uh talking about it it really the only thing that matters is the public's perception of it and if people are willing to and able to buy it and use it and transact with it, and and that's that's the whole the whole point, right? Um, and then you can argue all of the important things like you know uh, immutability and 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 all that, right? But the it's 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 absolutely wild. Going back to what you were originally saying about creating a brand, nobody consciously created the Dogecoin brand or at least revived it in the last six months, you know, going, okay, you know, crypto is going to turn around again. Let's all start marketing Doge in a certain way. It just is like the first crypto native brand that's, that's like a novelty and that is getting this mainstream hype in this way, right? I mean, other brands have embraced like Bitcoin, right? And posted things to purposely get, uh, get some love, right? Yeah. No, I think like, you know, you talked about the, the band example on, which is hilarious because I it's, it's it was recorded and I literally just gave the exact example an hour ago. John knows, but I think I used Dave Matthews band as like the band that was like kind of cool. But then but same thing. Um, but it, it's, you know, like the same thing I was talking about with Bitcoin of, you know, it probably wasn't cool. Right. And it was hackers and it was gamers and it was, you know, whatever it is. And. And Doge is kind of the same thing where people are like, especially the older generation, they think a lot of these things are childish. They're like, oh, this is childish. Like who would do, you know, who would have all these memes? That's not, you know, that's not a way to spread anything. That's not real value. And, you know, I think it, if you're a 17 year old right now, you might not, not have, you've probably not seen a commercial, right? Like you're seeing ads as you're scrolling through and you're thumbing through your feeds, you know, you're seeing things and you're experiencing them, experiencing them in a different way. And, you know, I'm going to be on a, a live or a podcast right after this. And it's all about marketing within the crypto space. And it's, you know, I think one of the stats was, you know, about like over the last 20 years, like digital marketing spend. And, you know, if Gary were here, he would give us the numbers. But I think it was about 65 percent um, now is all just like paid digital, right? Digital versus traditional, which would be like TV and radio and what the old timers would know as outdoor, which is just billboards. Um, but it's, it's only 65% is still digital, but now we're moving into this completely different way to market and how do you create a brand? And, you know, it's like, imagine if Nike, 
you know, if everyone could share on the upside of Nike and everyone can participate in a different way in Nike, people would be evangelizing the brand all over the world. And and crypto is way out ahead of that. But I think you're you're probably going to see the best brands start to try and find a way into that loyalty and find a way in there. And that's why I think kind of this tokenization of everything is is inevitable. And I think you're going to see some Fortune 500 company in the U.S. tokenize, right? I think as some of this regulation is going to come out. They're going to figure it out ahead of time, and the world's going to change massively when that stuff starts to happen. And they're going to realize, holy cow, we didn't realize how quickly and how international you can grow a brand when you, you know, you open up to this way of working. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because you mentioned a lot of brands are probably going to try to tap into this way of marketing, right? Beyond paid digital and go towards the meme side of things. And if you think about it, for a brand to actually do that, they have to start laughing at themselves, right? And start thinking about their weaknesses and their and what, what people kind of criticize them about and create jokes and images and videos around that, that kind of resonate with people and beyond, right? And I don't think a lot of brands have the balls to create content that makes fun uh, of their of their business, right? A lot of why Doge kind of struck off is because people were just laughing at it and people were saying this is not going to happen. And the more they said that, the more awareness it created, the more memes, the more bullshit fuckery shit they created around it, right? Like the more it became well known and, and, and bigger and bigger, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think a lot of brands have that that type of like, I guess, strength in them to, to laugh at themselves. To actually get to that point well but the smartest and best ones are, are embracing it more and more like you see it on twitter and things like that where they'll like respond to people talking shit about them with some funny joke hoping that it kind of goes viral and they're cool with that right they'll be the butt of their own joke and the the brands who embrace it have been better but like you know I, it's it, we've i don't think most people could have fully it, seen and embraced what doge is doing that have been around for a while either it's almost it almost has benefited the 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 noobs more than than the people who've been around because the people who've been around have seen it do its ridiculous little pumps what we thought were pumps for years right and so i've made i've made two horrible horrible um uh uh you know uh pieces i've given two horrible pieces of advice over the last few months to people one, I told a bunch of people who asked me about Doge, uh, I told them not to buy it because I was like, guys, this happens all the time. It's going to it's gonna go to zero and, and you're wasting your time and money. If you want to waste your money, go for it. And I kind of like poo-pooed it and I, and I regret it, obviously. And then I've told people over the last few months not to buy crypto with credit cards, which, you know, they're all pissed at me about too. So, <laughs> just, which is the right decision. Don't get me wrong. Don't buy crypto with credit cards. At, at some point, uh, that will come back to bite you, I promise. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's the whole thing with, with all of this stuff. There's um, the, the brand awareness and the memes and how much and infiltrated it is into sort of the culture it is, the, the more meaningful it is. Like, it does not make any sense that it didn't go down to practically zero after uh, Saturday Night Live, after all of that hype and all of that craziness and what it's done. Like, there are, you know, but at the same time, there are people actually implementing it, right? Like the Dallas Mavericks do accept it, right? Um, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, Nikolai is saying without Elon Musk, it would have done what it did. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? You know, um, it's, uh, I think you guys told me this or, or we saw this um, happen, but when Elon Musk announced, talked about Bitcoin, it drove the price up more than when he announced that he bought Bitcoin. Somehow him making jokes about it and creating memes, you know, with stupid pictures and stuff drove the price up more than when he announced he purchased it. There's I, something I about laughing. Yeah. Of a signal, right? There's something about being in a state of mind of laughter and, and like fun that I guess incent, like triggers a user to purchase something. Maybe I don't have scientific, scientific research to back this, but just based off a discussion, like if you're in a good state of mind, you're laughing, like stuff resonates with you more probably, you know, per se. I don't know. Could, could any of the, the scientists out there want to shout me out and, and shit on me on Twitter? Go for it. But that's like what I'm picking up, what you're putting down on. I'd say I'd say that laughter is part of it, but I'd say it's more about like there's a sense of honesty to it. Like if you if you go and work with any like like, for example, there was a lot of posts earlier like few days ago that Dogecoin passed BMW in market cap, right? 
think if you're working in, in marketing or in charge of the brand at BMW. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing funny about it. It's all like big, sexy commercials and big, sexy shots. And like, it's serious. And, and by this model year and like, it's very regimented and planned. Um, there's, there's nothing community driven about it. It's self-serving promotion around an age old brand. Uh, here we've got something where your, your marketing director is everyone that holds tokens. And because of that, you shift the incentive structure around to everyone. Um, and, and that, that, that idea fundamentally changes business models completely yeah. because now we're saying it's like it's decentralized shareholders to a degree, but it's not, not necessarily, not, not necessarily saying that it's like a, a security well, token. It's that yeah. the, the brand is crowd. It's, it's the crowd that is the brand now. Yeah. So well, it's, it's a big it's, difference. A huge, yeah, and, and it's 100% of the ownership in the drive. It's not just that the shareholders are incentivized. It's not like a public company where the more shareholders, the more people are promoting it and whatever, or like crowdfunding, you give your best users an incentive to promote it. It's literally 100% of the cap table is community. Like it, it is really interesting. And then speaking about cars, actually, I think I read recently that the most successful, like, car advertisement campaign or whatever in recent years was Subaru. And it was that one all about like, what makes love. Subaru a Subaru? Love. Yep. And it was like, yep. literally love. Like, never talked about horsepower, never showed like a cool car. It's like, we're having a picnic with a puppy. Love makes a Subaru. And it's like, what, what the hell does that have to do with cars? It, nothing other than it's just that feeling. It's wonderful and it's fun. But imagine having that ownership alongside it, and then also being incentivized. The more you pump it, you know the price goes up, or at least as a community, so everyone rallies together and does these things. It's, you know, um, you know the, the car example is a, is a good one because like, I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. Um, living here in Orange County, there's a huge car show every Saturday morning. In fact, Jay Leno's even done one of his Jay Leno's Garage episodes there. It's awesome. And, um, I mean, literally hundreds of the best cars you've ever seen in your life show up. It's down in San Clemente. Um, and um, there's people there that are in these like groups. Like you'd see like eight Lamborghinis in a row. And these guys are buddies. They hang out. They all fix their cars up together. They go out together. They all go and drive up Pacific Coast Highway together. And they're friends. And the same thing is happening like we got added to a bunch of Dogecoin, like DM, like groups, like with these, these big influencer people last week. And, and it's like, you start to realize, wow, like this isn't about a price target. This isn't about like anything price related at all. This is about, wow, they found their friends. Yeah. And, 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 and because of that, they're not going to easily go away. And, and I, I think we keep using Dogecoin as an example, but I think you could look at that with, you know, you've seen this with Chainlink, for example, over the last while. Um, you look at all the memes and, and all the different discussions going on there. Um, I mean, you're seeing it with some other, like different pancake swap. You're seeing it like crazy with pancake swap right now. Pancake swap actually seemed to, like, when we look at our activity, it seemed to lead these meme tokens. It seemed to come first. 100%. And then you started to see this. Um, kind of January-ish, like February, somewhere in there, we started to see this thing, I think if I go back, but like, and then it, it started to come out and now we're gonna see hundreds of these meme type tokens. Um, but I, I think one thing is clear, the marketers are all gonna start showing up across the board because yeah. all of these coins that are full of engineers that are really technically incredible they, they don't even have full-time marketing people, most of these projects. And so I think we're about to see a crazy explosion in the number of like social different oriented things that are going on out there. Some epic videos that are going to look like Hollywood thrillers coming out. Um, I mean, I there's going to be Dude, a I can't shift. wait. I can't yeah. wait. Well, it's funny. John mentioned earlier in, in one of our other stream, one of the many streams from today. Um, I think, like Wall Street bets did a lot for this though, right? It was it was kind of the barometer that, hey, social can drive some things that, you know, stuff that we've been talking about for many years, but 
you know, it now came to light kind of on this public forum, right? And it was on CNNs and the Foxes and CNBC was all they were talking about was Wall Street bets. And they were probably getting the best ratings that they've ever had. And they're like, holy cow, I think we found a thread here, right? But it was, it was shut off because it's still so tied into, you know, to Wall Street and, and it got the head lopped off. But in crypto, that doesn't happen. It's a free market, right? And so it's like, even though we might see Dogecoin go crazy, the free market will will take care of this, right? It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't need the regulation to take care of it, but it, it showed that a group of people could have the power to do something that Wall Street couldn't. And I think that was the thread that you know, you're seeing and Doge, Doge was the first example of that. And now people are kind of attaching themselves to it. But again, the free market will fix this. There's not enough tweets in the world and paid followers in the world that could continue this upswing. It has to be believers. And so the only way there's a true believer long-term is conviction and authenticity in that brand, you know, long-term holding. And, and so it's like, it's kind of eerie, almost like John was saying, these Twitter spaces, when you get in there and you talk to these people, they're they do not understand like market caps or anything else. They're thinking, hey, price targets here. And I'm like, you realize that means that Doge is going to be three times as big as Bitcoin at that level, right? And and the straight face, they're saying, yep, like I get it. This is bigger than that. This is bigger than everything. And it's like, sometimes it takes like, you know, a little bit of ignorance is bliss to, uh, you know, like make it happen. And so I've like over the last week or so, I've like, I've been bullish on it the whole, the whole way, but it's just, it's just different. Are you telling us you're buying shit coins, Joe? Is that what you're telling At Lunar Crush, we don't, we barely even use altcoin because there's, there's so many different types of things that are going on. These are just businesses that people are building from scratch and the democratization of investing in opportunity is here and anyone could get 50 bucks in and make you know, it doesn't need to just be Gary Tan putting 300 grand into Coinbase day one and making 2.4 billion, right? $5 across, you know, another 100,000 people could lift up an entire city somewhere around the world. So that's the cool part. Well, there is that one uh, saying, I forgot exactly how it goes, but it's something like, you know, the reason why somebody was able to do something is because they didn't know it was impossible. You know, like there is that, that bit of going on in crypto, maybe maybe with Doge it'll keep going, maybe with Doge it won't, but it will with some of these things and it will around the world. And I think that it would be fun to, 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 to parlay this into talking about some other metrics, some other things. Could one of you guys share some some stuff on Lunar Crush? Is that, do you have that available right now? If, if not, I'll dive in. But it's, you know, it's one of the things that made me sort of fall in love with Lunar Crush and the Wall Street bets stuff you just mentioned it is literally what you know is is just it, it's proof that that it's true right in crypto the community is is almost everything right it, if not everything there is no quarterly earnings report there's no ceo of the companies there is no annual filings it's literally just public 24/7 and what the perception is is what's going on holy shit that's insane. Dogecoin is destroying Bitcoin. <laughs> it's not even just a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah. What's What's also insane is SafeMoon is ahead of Ethereum wow. by a lot. Double time period on this, John. Uh, this is the last week. So seven days, and you got PancakeSwap, Shiba token. Solana. Let me move this thing. Solana. Hey, can I, can I throw Solana. out there for for everyone watching that Lunar Crush is. I know I am totally, totally <laughs> biased. I am an investor crush, and these guys, um, I love them like, like, like family. But uh, Lunar Crush, the data is better than than what any of the biggest hedge funds in the world are using to trade crypto, and it's free. So go and sign up on Lunar Crush for a free account right now. It is the best product if you're trading crypto uh, on a regular basis and you want to have this data. You have this data. It is free. You can you can have it. So go to LunarCrush.com. Now you guys, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> well, I, I want to add to that because, you know, we, we get asked, well, what should I look at? What should I look at? And I, I think it's less about the one magic thing. Oh, that's the one insight right there. It's more about like painting a picture. Um, and and painting it over time like for example if you start to see all of the sudden for example shiba inu that wasn't in here at all and and it's funny because in our twitter comments we get roasted sometime and we're like we're, we're not a fan of any token whatsoever we have no favorability to any token we're just posting what we see right and when we do that you start to realize wait a minute 
like Sheba wasn't in here at all, at all, a week ago, two weeks ago. It wasn't even in existence. And, And so it's this snowball effect that we're seeing happen. And that's very, very different than what we've seen. This isn't arguing over the utility of one coin over another. This is arguing over what is the community talking about. But what's interesting is when you layer in market activity on top of that social activity, like um, if I load this up here and I go to the markets page, so we're we're filtered by alt rank. Well, you know, EOS is number one there. Well, so happens they have a $10 billion fund or whatever that block one's launching. I, who knows where that goes? You know, you're in finance. We saw that yesterday because people are starting to talk about it. It's up 50% since. Um, this is, we're looking here at not just the community, we're looking at market performance together in real time against the whole market. And so when you when you kind of look at this from like a layered perspective and you don't just look at it as a snapshot, it doesn't mean, oh, that's the number one alt rank. I should go buy it right now. It starts to be more like, okay, in general, Am I seeing something doing well over time? Hey, what's going on there? Maybe I could start to uncover some things before the price has moved. Maybe this is something that I should be looking at for a long-term position and just keep adding to. Maybe this is something I'm going to day trade. Like it, it's it's a mm-hmm. personal decision on what you do with it, but there's no one magic metric to look at everything. Um, you really have to understand kind of the, the bigger picture and pay attention. Um, and and that's kind of what we like to say. It's never buy sell by sell. It's it's all a personal thing. Yeah. John, check out the uh, go to the um, total social volume and check out show everyone total social volume and total engagement over like a year period, just to give people a little bit of a perspective of where we are with relation to, you know, last summer maybe and the number of mentions and like when you look at. You know, I think it was like the Twitter. I think there's a ton of data loading, but it's like when you look at the Twitter hack, um, where it was like Bitcoin was being talked about. You know, it was like who did they hack? Barack Obama. Like yeah. they hacked like Tim Cook. All these like massive, massive Twitter accounts that any brand in the world would just absolutely die. You know, if they could get that that amount of purview, it's like 20 Super Bowls, and you're looking at you know, numbers like 250,000 mentions a day in the last summer. And then even that massive one where it was like all of Twitter was being, you know, overtaken. We're now approaching that on an everyday basis. And so it's, it's insane. It's a completely different place and a completely different proliferation of marketing for the entire industry. And, it, and, it, and it's like, yes, a lot of that's driven by a lot of people that are trying to come figure out Doge, but it's also, you got to understand Twitter's benefiting from a lot of this, right? Reddit's benefiting from a lot of this. These large platforms are embracing these things. And you're seeing like, you know, different projects getting their own, you know, hashtags that have iconography behind them. And, you know, it's, it's creating this more beautiful way to look at the market. And I think it's, it's, it's insane to see where we are, you know, from a, from even just one year ago to today with just the amount of people that are understanding where we're at. It's so it's so rewarding and so cool to see that a lot more people are getting involved, regardless if they understand it yet. But just to see that people are touching, they're dabbling with cryptocurrencies is like 20 steps ahead of where we were a year ago, two years ago. Right. And so many new people that have otherwise never worked in crypto are now probably joining crypto because of this current bull cycle. And it's just growing the industry as a whole. And we're, we're really seeing a shift right now. And I don't know, that, that just excites me, seeing all this mass adoption, seeing all these new products, all these new companies succeed, seeing people, even if they're losing money, still playing around and, and getting a taste of what crypto is like in 24-7 markets. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. Yeah, I, I think, Adam, on that on that front with like talking about those individuals getting in, I, like I have up here one of my favorite things to look at, which is the contributors. This is This is looking at unique individual social accounts posting on a daily basis. So think of it, if you had a website, this is your unique users on your website, Um, but this is for social. And so like it's one thing, and I think a lot of people especially think with all the meme coins, especially, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's paid. That's one person sitting there posting 80 times a day and they're posting nonsense and they're just responding to everyone's tweets. Um, In reality, um, with spam weeded out, as much as we possibly can, um, the number of people is going up. But 
I'll add, I don't know, what's the population of the earth right now? Seven point whatever billion people um, on a daily basis. And remember, we collect every crypto tweet, as many as we can for every coin that we have on our platform. We're still under a million people a day talking about crypto still. So as awesome as everything is, crazy. that's crazy. It's, it's still <laughs> small. And, and I think that doesn't mean that all those people are holders. That means that those are the people that are talking about it. And it's a significant segment of that population. The, the people that go onto Twitter that talk about crypto all day are really, really in crypto. But that, that really, really in crypto is expanding and growing like crazy, as you can see. And so, but it's still, I dare, dare I say early, and we haven't even gone through enterprise adoption yet. So we're talking, we're talking, there's a lot of room for growth, like significant room for growth still. If we just look at this this data right here, crazy. That's yeah. that, that blows it, my mind. It's it also my mind. like financial literacy and and getting people in, and you know, especially the younger generation. But if you think about you know people that have been investing for a while, and like COVID pushed the world five years ahead of like where it was supposed to be technologically, right? And work from home culture and like people are starting to figure that out. But everyone's becoming their own investor as they should, right? It, I, I've got a friend that, you know, sold a company and he's like, you know, what do you think you should do? Oh, I should go to a financial advisor and I should, they should manage this money for me. And, you know, they took their own little subset and put it into Robin Hood. And then they, you know, gave the rest to a financial advisor that took them to a, you know, uh, a Warriors game once in a while and it wine and dined them a little bit. And that, that person, you know, when the, they got them like 8% or 12% one year, they're like, that's great. And then they look over to over here at crypto and they're like this like 15 year old that invested in a couple of these projects because they knew the developers or whatnot just absolutely destroyed you. And, you know, even them on, by themselves, just living in and around San Francisco, they're like, oh, I use this company or this company's new. I'm like, you're a much better investor than your financial advisor is. And, and you're not even taking on much more risk. You know, once you get above seven you know, investments, you're like Six Sigma, you're as diversified as you would be with 100, basically. And so it's, it's not that difficult. I think people are understanding that. And so it's like, that part is what gets me excited is like financial literacy, younger age, getting more people in and understanding that the world's changing. There's also this small percentage of not small percentage, but like there's this, this, you have to think about the, the getting young people and getting everybody in um part of like if people participate hopefully with money they can lose in case you know shit it's a fan problems along the way i think being so early along what 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 john was showing us with less than a million people at the peaks right and out of 7.7 .7 billion people in this world that are talking about it means that everybody participating if we truly believe that the future of finance is crypto, the future of markets are crypto, the future of loyalty is crypto. If we believe crypto is taking over and blockchain is taking over supply chain and all of these things, being literate in this doesn't necessarily also mean, hey, you're gonna make a bazillion dollars today. It could mean you lose money today or you're just learning today, but you're first right. in line for the next 10 years when, when somebody's hiring. Because look at your friends from high school that you grew up with, whatever percentage of them know about this stuff or not, it's going to be really difficult to, to get a job in some of these industries without knowing this stuff. And, you know, I, I'm biased, of course. We, all of us probably have bet our futures and, and most of our life savings or our lives uh, unhealthfully on this industry. But we're down the rabbit hole because we truly believe in it long term. And I've been saying this not for six months, but for four years, five years, right? Um, it's, it's, not, it's not new and we're still early. It's, it's, it's absolutely bonkers to, to think about it that way. Yeah. yeah, and I know Gary's not here because he's got V friends and he's launching it and, and he's trying to figure it out. But if he were here, he would, he, which he said a thousand times because I've listened to 5,000 hours of Gary is, you have to be willing to take two steps back to take five forward. You just have to. And if you, if you don't do that, or you're not willing to do that and not take on the risk, which at the end of the day, it's like, I think I'm going to write about this a little bit, but it's, what is the risk, right? The, the risk of not doing something is higher than the risk or the risk of doing something, you know, is much lower than the risk of not doing something because of what you just said. You know, if you go try to do your own startup and your own thing, you know, you have to learn the entire business. You have to do fundraising. You have to learn what a pro forma is. you got to put a deck together. 
you know, you got to get out there and sell. You got to be able to communicate correctly with, you know, if you're not technical with technical folks that are building things and um, you've got to get out there and learn all that. And even if you fail, right, what did you really fail at? You know, cause when you jump into your next position, you're going to be 10 times more marketable than you were before. You're going to make more money than you were doing before. So the only risk, you know, you're either going to fail and learn what, what not to do, fail and learn what to do, or you're going to succeed. Right. And all three of those things are really success. And so, but you have to be willing to give up a little bit and, you know, not keep up with the Joneses and you don't need the two Teslas. You don't need all of these things. If you, you know, and once you realize that you can get those things, you don't want them anyway. Right. <laughs> well, that, that, you know, that also on top of that, um, you know, it's not that that lesson is not purely crypto focused, right? That lesson is has been said by Gary for years, and he just more recently got into crypto, right? Like that that lesson is is straight up just on betting on yourself and taking things to the next level and doing what you have to do to 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 further yourself, whether it's in education or startups or whatever. But that's if you ask the life of any startup entrepreneur. They're never like, oh yeah, I quit my job to do a startup and it was up, you know, it was, it was to the moon from there. Never once, you know, had a day where I where I needed to, you know, help paying my mortgage. Like that doesn't happen, right? It's a fucking roller coaster for everyone who launches their own companies. It just is what it is. Yeah, Gary stayed really curious, right? You know, yeah, you know, he maybe didn't jump in right away, but like being curious and and you know having the ability when someone pitches something really good to say, you know what, I. Maybe I didn't see that and you're right, let's go, but then go head first, right? At least that's what I've kind of seen from the outside and that's that's super impressive, right? And yeah. not everyone wants to pivot when they've found success, right? When they when you find success, you're kind of like, you know, all these big companies, they're just like, okay, we're making billions of dollars now, let's just keep it on the rails, right? And the, the real innovators should say, you know, we gotta turn this entire thing on its head. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing that stood out to me, um, and why I wanted to have Gary on so badly is because when NFTs came out, right? <laughs> the way like it was just written on your face there, Adam, and just like I just felt like inside my empathy for you there. But I'm sure he'll come back on. <laughs> I felt my empathy for you. I would have turned off. I would off my mic. Not, 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 not what well, in the chat. Uh, everyone's calling you Joey V. By the way, so, <laughs> he wants Gary V. On not Joey V. But uh, no, I saw my empathy went to you, not not to Gary. I'm, I'm gonna turn off my mic and my camera and uh, go go cry in the corner for a bit. I'll wipe first, my tears and come back on. First, it's him out on the date, and she's she's trading yes. on pancake swap to cover her tokens and syrup, and ignoring Adam, and now this. Sorry, Wait, did you say Doge? Oh, you didn't. <laughs> what what I wanted to say, my point being, is that when NFTs were like picking up traction, Gary V was realizing what was happening. He basically went like this. He was like looking over everyone, looking at what, what the mistakes are, how people are winning, how people are failing, and crafted his own master plan ready to be launched. And it's something I really respected that he did and why I was so hyped to, to, to see what Friends was and, and all that and have him on Blockchain and Boost. Uh, but we'll, we'll have him on next time. And I think this, this was just as great, if not better, uh, because you guys are family. And I got to say thank you again for being on. I think it's a perfect place to wrap up because I know you guys have been on back-to-back live streams and sessions uh and one final time lunar crush uh i love you guys thank you for making it last minute and, and and pulling some strings for the for the boozer community uh before i let you guys go quickly plug yourselves again if we didn't plug you enough uh and where where we can find you guys officially i'll, I'll go uh at john farjo on twitter but follow us at, at lunar crush um we let's see wait we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on name it facebook reddit uh, everywhere, medium, interest, Tumblr, um, Tumblr. Yeah. So telegram. Um, yeah. Just give us a follow. We post some, some great insights all day long. Um, and, and I think you'll, you'll get a lot of value out of it. And it's a, it's a, it's a fun time. Once you, uh, you start enjoying life, once you follow Lunar Crush on Twitter. Yeah. Nice. LunarCrush.com. Lunar Check it out. And Joe, where can we find you? I think at Joe Vez, but really just follow Lunar Crush. That's where all the action, right. all the action is. Yeah. If you follow me, I only mention Lunar Crush like four to 17 times a day. So um, there's, there's that as well. I want to throw out a selfish uh, thing out there just, just so people respond. And if Joe, if, if you and John need to hop up, it's, you know, I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. I just want to throw it to the community. DGH invests in early stage blockchain startups. And 
I would love to know, you know, the tokens and all this talk is fun. Like I mentioned, we're, we're investors of Lunar Crush, but what I would love to know from the community, is there any one single product, throw this in the chat, throw this on the comments or, or DM me, is there one single product in crypto that you think is missing? Like what do you think we should be investing in that is super necessary? I would love to, to hear that. I've been asking people, yes, you Cal Toro, the whole community, not, not, not just you know, uh, Adele who's probably in the chat, but, but you. Um, hit, tell me what you think is missing. Like, what what product do you think does not exist, and it's stupid that it doesn't exist? Like, that's a product you need. There's, I, I guarantee you that asking the community will come up with better ideas than, than most people pitching us, um, or we should be looking for that stuff. Entire another session. It's a mix of brilliant and, and uh, <laughs> horrifying. Uh, I love yeah, you guys. Thank you so much. Guys, you rock. Alon, stay on with me for just a minute. Guys, cheers to you. I'll remove John from the stage. Uh, thank you, Alon, guys. Thanks for being on and, and pulling through as well. And where, where can we find you before I let you go? Go to drapergorenhome.com, everyone. Amazing. Uh, we 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 want you to pitch us your company. We want you to tell us what startups you think are the best in the space that we're missing. Um, and we want you to come to our events and hang out with us and one day have a drink in, in real life. Yes, yes, and yes. And uh, I'll, I'll do a quick plug because I like doing this. Uh, is Actually, even before I do that, I got to give some love really quick to our media partners, Blockchain Radio and Cointelegraph. Uh, and if you are watching on Cointelegraph right now, uh, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. You'll get redirected to Remo. So if you're already in Remo, you don't need to do this, but go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. This is where the networking section uh, session is happening. Uh, and before I let you guys go, a quick plug about Draper Goran Holm and myself. I'm the host, Adam Levy of Blockchain and Booze. And outside of early stage investing, we just so happen to produce the best events in the crypto space from LA Blockchain Summit, the Global DeFi Summit, the NFT Summit. We just had the Security Token Summit. We have Alon's What the Block every Friday at 9 a.m. and our very own, or my very own, Blockchain and Booze. Uh, guys, cheers. Go to meet.blockchainbooze.io, meet.blockchainbooze.io. I'm going to say it one more time, meet.blockchainbooze.io. Go hang out with everyone. Uh, Alon, cheers to you, man. And shout out again to Lunar Crush. And, and, I never, and I never blast companies like this, but because... Gary literally canceled like an hour before we were supposed to go live. They came in so clutch and I really appreciate them for that. Uh, so cheers to them. And that's why they deserve a lot of love today. Uh, but without further ado, we'll see you in the networking. Yeah. Alon, let's head there. Yeah. Let's, let's hang out. Come, come say hi. Table number nine. Boom. All right. See you there. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. I'm your host, Adam Levy. We'll see you next week. We're going to be doing all things creator DAOs. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. Let's do it. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.